0: What's up, Cotton Nation? Wanna make a hit checking in, and you're about to hear the show presented by
1: S- Express Suns Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: may I have your attention, please? The
1: show starts in... 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, five,
3: four, three, two, one, go.
4: The electricity here in Colombia, well, has been buzzing loudly all weekend.
3: Of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. The
2: raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good!
0: Gamecock fans welcome home. Let's
3: see how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go.
0: It's time to root. let <laughs>
4: Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe the Gamecocks have won this game?
3: Here are your hosts.
2: J.C. Sherbert. i watch him celebrate now. Phil Molonek. My wife
3: didn't like hanging around Luke.
2: And Jamie Bradford. I'm gonna
3: tell him, you, you look like you've joined Doug Dynasty. Right, greetings and good morning and happy final day of February. It is warm and beautiful here in the low country of South Carolina inside the Gamecocks the show very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia and live of course from the Cinorama Columbia studios Phil JC and myself JB here until one o'clock this afternoon we'll be joined in just a little while by Sawyer Nix as part of his segment the mental edge on our program coming up Also, we'll get into more Clemson-Carolina baseball because this weekend is one of the great series and great rivalries in the country in college baseball. Monty Lee will make his return to the upstate as the former head coach of the Tigers. I'm sure he'll receive a warm welcome on Friday. He's expecting it, and uh, we certainly look forward to that. By the way, a couple of quick programming notes for us. Kip Baulknight will join us on Thursday, and Stuart Lake will join us on Friday to preview this series, and we certainly Look forward to that. If you need a new sign or you just need a sign, Signorama is where you want to go. Nobody does it better than Matt Vaughn's team in Columbia from design, production, install, service. It's beautiful. It's the best. They take care of it after it's completed. If you have any issues, they'll fix those issues. There's a reason why everybody goes to them. There's a reason why they are the preferred sign partner of the University of South Carolina's athletics department. 803. 803- Four zero seven nine two eight four 9284 is the phone number. You can always head to signorama.com and find their location and give them a call as well. They service all of South Carolina, and maybe it's not a sign. Maybe it's a vehicle that you need wrapped. If you do, again, nobody will do it better. It won't just be falling off in a couple of years. Uh, Signorama in Columbia, where they are proud Gamecock Alumni. All right. Uh, A lot of stuff actually breaking this morning from a coaching standpoint. Uh, We did get news first reported by WCIV in Charleston, Scott Eisberg, that Devontae Holloman is departing the South Carolina football program uh, for a head coaching position in the Lowcountry, in my neck of the woods, at Pinewood Prep, as a matter of fact. Devontae not at Carolina very long, just a year after leaving as the head coach at South Point High School. And he will now uh, come this way and begin his next stop as the head man of a high school football program. In other news, if any of you are in the area and this is something that you really care about, former First Baptist head coach Johnny Waters, whom I know very well, had gotten out of coaching, has gotten back into coaching, and he has taken the head coaching position at Northwood Academy which is interesting because Northwood Academy just a few weeks ago hired former Charleston Southern head coach, Autry Denson to the same job and athletics director. So you might be wondering, well, how do they have two head coaches? Well, they don't. 40 minutes before the news was reported also by Scott Eisberg of WCIV in Charleston that Johnny would be taking this position. He also reported that Autry Denson, has now been hired as the running backs coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Hey. So within just a couple of months, Autry has gone from head coach of Charleston Southern, fired by former Liberty Athletics Director and Gamecock Associate Athletics Director at one point in time, Jeff Barber. He becomes the head coach in the AD at Northwoods. He leaves after about a month and he's going to Arizona and dipping his toes. In the NFL, so uh, the coaching carousel is moving, at least in the Palmetto State, boys and girls, at a rapid pace here on the final day of uh, of the month of November. Sorry for the long intro, but I wanted to make sure I got all that in. Good morning, fellas.
4: Yeah, uh, good morning. Um, just uh, I wanted to address up to the Nana Sports chat box. Brian said he stopped watching because there's all advertising on the show. Look, man we we have a two hour show. We have a lot of advertisers. We get them all in. I completely disagree with that. But if anybody out there has any kind of complaints about that, please email us. You know, don't don't put it out on, you know, Facebook. If you enjoy the show, obviously, if you're mad about ads, uh, you obviously enjoy what we do. I mean, don't, don't put that out there on Facebook to try to, like, keep other people from watching like a moron. All right, Brian. Okay, You're I mean, I think to
2: set up recurring I, Venmo. You know, <laughs> yeah,
4: I, 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 like, I listen to shows all the time, and I, I have a. It's one of my pet peeves. Is like too many ads. Uh, I think we fit it all in pretty well, you know, for a two-hour show. So, uh, can't stand. Uh, yeah, Clint's like the ads are twenty-five seconds long. You know, I, I'm on some shows as a guest sometimes where. <laughs>
0: Woo.
4: <laughs> it gets good it gets going so um we could easily do that we try to have a nice balance you got to make a living doing this It's two hours of time out of our day every day plus prep and I think we work hard at it and you know it, it is it's just like anything else you know you got to make money but uh, you know uh, Don even says he started watching because the limited <laughs> amount of advertising so I mean I just disagree with that and it really to me gets me, Gets my goat sometimes when somebody will just put something out there like on Yelp. I mean, you're basically a Yelp. Uh, you're, you're a Yelper if you're, if you're doing that just out there. you have a problem with it, let us know what exactly is the issue. Or did you just watch the scroll in the intro and you're like, oh, this is all ads, and you just give up because your attention span sucks? That's fine, too, but that's a personal problem. Not anything wrong with the show. Anyway, I had to get that out of, yeah, got
3: I've got news for that, Brian. Uh, first of all. All these people make money off of what we do, which is the point. And uh, they're not going to be the only ones on here making money either. We have other partners that are coming on board with us very soon that you'll actually – probably really appreciate, in addition to the ones we already have. So, yeah, if you don't like I, it, then find something else to do. I, I It threw
2: facilitates us doing more, right? I mean, that's the get, whole You can do more with yeah. it, you know? <laughs> I mean, we can, can expand,
4: and uh, you have road trips and things like that. But anyway, no, I, I kind of threw that out just to get our chat boxers uh, see what they thought about it, because, I mean, if, if, if 15 people said, oh, yeah, you need to do something, then, then maybe I need to redo some of the spots, but uh, I guess that's. uh, I guess the price was wrong, Brian.
3: Well, well, people, people partner with our program because not only do they see results, but because it works. Because there's thousands of people that watch and listen to our show every day, and that's that's the nature of media. You think you can find media without partnerships and marketing and advertising? You can't. And if you can, it's somebody. Who yeah. doesn't know what the hell they're doing. They're probably in their mother's basement and uh, they think that they're somebody that they're not. So have fun. I, I just, like yeah,
4: it, I, and look, I just want to make sure everything's okay. But I mean, that's because you, you don't get a lot of, we don't get a lot of emails with feedback and stuff. I mean, and all that good stuff. So I just wanted to if make you, sure if that you but-
3: showed up and knocked on my door after a complaint, especially with the hair standing up on the top of your head like that, I would immediately bow down and say, I am so sorry. I didn't mean any harm. <laughs> Please don't, please don't hurt me with your porcupine. Uh, wh- whatever. It's a beautiful
4: look. It's a beautiful. It's and fancy. It's a great you know?
3: look. I well,
4: I got look. up this morning, right, and uh, I'm gonna go. I'm cooking a pot roast today, right?
3: All right. Uh, I oh. yeah, so yeah, you
4: have to start that so early. You had to right?
3: look good for it. I get so it. After
4: yeah. carpool, That's you know, well, I'm going to the grocery store. You can't look like hell going to the grocery store. Um, and, and so, yeah, I did you know, did the hair and all that? But I, there's these. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of, I guess, deep south cooking videos on Facebook. And this guy's like how to cook a pot roast. He's like, <laughs> he's like, get your skillet with a little oil. One, flip it over, remove the roast, one whole stick of butter, one can pepperoncinis, juice and all, one whole onion, three cups of carrots, Get oh, you I a know this guy.
2: I've seen this guy.
4: Get a ranch beef stew <laughs> and au Mix it on there. Bring it to a simmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make sure you get the juice.
1: Cook it He's on high. Matter of fact,
4: yeah. <laughs> Man, so anyway, look, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, and I, I said that not to start off the show with a complaint and to talk about that because nobody wants to hear about all that. And, but but look. Um, If there's a problem, I'd like to know, because like I said, there's ways we could make it a little bit. I mean, I think with the the more breaks, but shorter breaks and shorter commercials, because remember when I was just doing it with Phil, man, we do a monologue. We do like a minute and a half commercials for everybody, you know, and and, and, we had huge breaks, but I mean, there were only three of them. And, and I think now that's a little bit easier on the ears, but anyway, I remind
2: everybody that, you know, all formal complaints need to be submitted in writing and you can mail them, you know, care of inside the Gamecocks, the show, uh, to what? ten sixty West Addison, Chicago, Illinois, six, zero, six, one, three.
1: Well,
3: and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the opposite of y'all here. I I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, There are some people that just know a little bit more about industries than other people do, and uh, we know a lot more about this one than that guy does. So uh, I I, I don't take advice from people that know absolutely nothing about something that – I'm kind of, kind of an expert at, uh, yeah, exactly, no but, doubt, yeah, you uh, think Jamie
4: Bradford's going to join a show that's sorry. nothing but ads, come
3: on, I, mean, I was I, I, hoping I, I, that
2: Jamie was well, going to break into a, into a live read right there, because yeah. that would have been, well, <laughs> well, I was about to, <laughs> Yeah.
3: You know, I was like, I was, here we go, I thought about it, I thought about it, but I know we're, we're, we're going to be squeezing time, but what time saw you here,
0: 1120? No, 1130, uh, 30 ish. It's 20 or okay, 30.
2: Right. I didn't put a okay. time on this thing today. Right. I'm so that was my fault. I can't, yeah, no, probably 11.30. 30. Let's assume 11.30. Yeah. yeah,
4: all right, cool. Yeah, so the, the, the mental
3: edge just send it to today. complaints at gmail.com. Somebody will get Complaints. It. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that me. be that. that. anyway,
0: yeah,
4: (laughs) and also uh, some also coaching news today on the Carolina front. Tony Morrell today did report and confirmed 100 percent. Justin Stepp is not going to Florida. No, Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of info out there on the Gator boards. Well, he's a candidate or whatever. And then Florida kind of came through or didn't come through the state. I think it was like South Carolina day in their recruiting departments. They offered, uh, I think, Staley, the wide receiver from Aiken, and they offered Mazio Bennett, so people started to panic. There was a question in the chat box about Is Mazio Bennett, uh, Florida's offer have anything to do with step. No, it doesn't step Stan. Uh, I will say though, this is the third time uh, steps had serious job offers. And, and, you know, I, I think it says a lot about your program, not only that other coaches come after your coaches and of course, Billy Napier's known Justin step for years. They're both Furman people and uh, uh, step worked for Napier. I think at Clemson back in the day. Um, but uh, it says a lot when other programs come after your coaches. It says even more when they stay. So uh, I think that's a positive thing. Uh, you know, uh, I know Freddie Kitchens left. I know that, you know, Devontae's leaving. Uh, Kristen left. There's some off the field attrition that happened at South Carolina, but that's perfectly normal with the exception of Kristen Coggan, who, I mean, he made kind of a lateral move for more money. And uh, I'm still convinced that's just basically because, you build something, maybe you want to go build something somewhere else, okay? And and Kristen, if you look at her resume, she's been in the Southeast like her whole career. Maybe, you know, broaden your horizons or whatever. We don't know. Uh, but losing Freddie Kitchens to an on-field job, losing Staten Weber to an on-field job, losing that Nick, Nick Coleman, who was probably gone anyway, with Satterfield, losing all those folks is not, you know, bad. It, it, it's, it's good when other schools come and give your coaches and people that are part of your organization – a a bigger opportunity. Um, and that's what it is. And Jamie explained Freddie, (coughs) excuse me, yesterday. So, um, you know, I I think, uh, I think that's good. And I think, uh, God holding on to step is a, a pretty solid thing. I got that pot roast seasoning in my nose, right? Yeah.
3: Well, and, and I'll add a little bit to this as well, you know, with, with, um, you know, over the last couple of years, trying to figure out exactly how to say this because this isn't something that's this is not a South Carolina issue um but but uh, Jason, you 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 have excellent contacts clearly at Carolina and all over the country and I know that you've heard very similar things a lot of these off-field roles um they 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 are necessary but I wouldn't say well-defined And so you get a lot of and this is not like a knock on a a, on a Shane Beamer or a Nick Saban Mm -hmm. or any coach out there. But but you you need to have these roles for for various reasons at various schools. Um, They're all a little bit different analyst roles. Some schools require analysts to do a little bit more. Some require them to do a little bit less. Some of these other positions are just kind of built and made. Specifically for individuals and things of that nature, just to get them in the building. Some of it really just comes down to PR. Um, and then as time goes on, the individuals that fill these roles, uh, I, I would say, are um, are, are are unfulfilled. Um, we'll put it that way. Um, there is they 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 have the desire to coach, uh, or they have the desire they think uh, to to be in college coach specifically football is what I'm ta- explaining here. Um, and it just really isn't that, uh, there are other things that kind of are, you know, kind of on your plate that are, yeah, you know, that's not really why I got into this industry. Um, it's not sometimes the money that you would kind of hope it would be, uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest, if you're on a budget, which they all are, and you have to pay, a running back's coach, a little bit more money to keep him, well, you're probably going to make sure he gets that money before an analyst does, no matter who the analyst is or one of these other off-the-field roles. Um, and so, you know, you, you will have some – you will have attrition, and and we're seeing that at South Carolina and elsewhere. It's not like there's anything bad going on. It's not like people are dipping and diving out of a program that they don't love for some reason or don't like the coach. No, it's, it's not that. It, it really comes down to – to personal situations. And as I mentioned, a lot of these positions are created, but they're really never well-defined. And, um, and so you get guys who, you know, they feel like they want to get into coaching after maybe their playing careers are done, or they want to take a step up from the high school level and you get there. And I mean, I don't want to throw a bunch of names out there, but y'all could probably speculate a little bit. There are some people you could ask directly, what is college coaching like now, compared to nah. what it was, or what you thought it was? And it ain't it ain't what the dream once was to be a college football coach. It's a three sixty five. I mean, you've met, you've heard Shane Beamer. I, he said it down here in Charleston. That Coach Sweeney has said it. I appreciate both of their comments, and I think they're exactly right. I mean, hey, around the holidays, can we find a way to make this not the most stressful time of the year uh, for these coaches? In addition to what they already have to deal with. Uh, so there's just a lot. And um, and I think that you'll continue to see revolving doors like this all across the sport of college football until some of these t- selling these things are, are a little bit more defined and kind of geared and directed towards exactly one thing with a clear-cut path of where you're going to go once you get there.
4: Yeah, and look, you know, like Craig or Mitch's Florida lost three coaches in the NFL. Yeah, and look, I'm going to tell you this right now. South Carolina didn't really have a whole lot of NFL interest, you know, in their guys. And I I want to say, don't be surprised if um, South Carolina, Clemson, wherever those folks are gone because I'll tell you what's changed. What's changed is with the portal and with instant transfer, you're basically recruiting your entire roster 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whereas it used to be, you have a recruiting period in college. You have a nice month off in the summer. Now you got official visits in the summer, you're moving toward a December deadline. You used to have Christmas off, don't have that really anymore, uh, because you're hitting the portal and all that good stuff. And it's it it's it's taxing. And it whereas it used to be, the heavy workload was in the National Football League because you work 12 hour days on football, Monday through Thursday or whatever, um, and you're always at the office doing whatever. Well, now it's flipped. In the NFL, it's much less taxing because you're just working on football, right? You're not working on – you have a general manager most of the time or personnel people that handle who who are going to be our players, Uh, how much are we going to pay them, you know, all that good stuff. Um, You know, and, and, and there's not unrestricted free agency every single year like there is in college sports now. And so I can see if I were a ball coach, you know, and the money's the same, you know, my quality of life is probably a little better in the NFL, whereas it used to not be that way. So I think you're going to see more and more college coaches if they do get the opportunity jump, whereas it used to be some guys were just like, nah, nah, don't want any part of the NFL happy in college. Right. Hmm. Uh, just because it is a different job than it used to be.
3: No question. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and and I'll. I, I Let's just say as time goes on, you know, you might you might see more changes at carolina so um yeah i don't necessarily think anything on the field but um off the field uh i would i would not be shocked uh to to see you some know. of that stuff so um Never know. all right uh, we do do need to yeah absolutely you're exactly right do need to uh hit a uh, timeout here when we return sawyer nicks will join us also though I, I do want to give an update on what is going on down in hilton head it's one of the neatest golf tournaments in the country the Darius Rucker Intercollegiate and your fourth ranked South Carolina Gamecocks are down there competing. So we'll give you an update on that. Plus, uh, the SEC Women's Basketball Awards are out and they are littered with garnet and black. So we'll make sure we fill you in on who's where. Baseball picked up a couple of weekly awards yesterday as well. So a lot of spring Gamecocks doing good things. We'll tell you who and what plus Sawyer when we return. Columbia and go Game Pass.
1: NMLS 2229 L-O-N-M-L-S 1772
3: Gamecock Nation, JB here and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military repeat customers or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting deck, fence and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing find them on facebook or call 803-522-6832 a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show.
4: are you sick and tired of your business computer guy
2: yes he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests
4: yeah same here i'm paying him good money i constantly have issues and i'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly one zero zero one is matt's contact number
2: yeah man i sure do that or you can go to heritagedigital.com.
4: man i hear they do a no-cost assessment boy this will help me yeah i bet <laughs> i'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same heritage digital eight four three six nine nine one zero zero one or heritagedigital.com a proud sponsor of inside the game cox the show
3: this is former all-american shortstop drew meyer And you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go, Gamecocks.
2: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. It's presented to you by Express Sunrooms. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a no-obligation consultation about a per- potential backyard retreat for your home. And, of course, Cindy Foss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate sponsor the first hour of the show, 864-414-5271, is how to get in touch with Cindy. She'll be happy to take care of all your upstate residential needs. Please reach out and give her a call. And joining us now for our weekly segment, The Mental Edge, on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, none other than the guy who reminds us every week to be awesome today, is Sawyer Nix. Good morning, Sawyer. How you doing?
0: Good morning. Good morning. Doing pretty well so far. Staying very, very busy, but um, so, other than that, uh, life is good. Strange weather. I think about the um, scene from Wizard of Oz when it's snowing and in the Cowardly Lions like uh unusual weather we're having here. So uh <laughs> crazy, crazy warm here. Um but yeah. hey, we'll we'll take it.
3: It's a five and a half feet of snow somewhere in California. Did y'all see that? Yeah. I saw wasn't that Pasadena it was like Southern California.
0: Five yeah.
4: and a half well, there- feet? <laughs> There's mountains there, folks. And I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, uh the rare, bad the Big Southern 10. California weather. I mean, if it weren't for the people, I understand. I understand why everybody moved there. How about that? If you go out there and you spend any amount of time in California, you're like, oh, man, the weather. But now the people now just make it terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and I, know I have some friends out there and, I, and they, they tolerated it. Like it, you know, but uh, that's my that's my whole thing about especially LA. It's like, yeah, great for, for the people. And so you understand why, like, a hundred years ago, everybody's like, hell, let's move here, you know, because it's like, uh, it's it's unbelievable. But uh, well, there's, there's it, this
3: thing called the gold, gold rush out there,
4: yeah, and the oil, oil, right, of, you know, the 49ers, too. Everybody's seen there will be blood, right? 18 I am oil. God, This is there was a
3: reason they went, you know, it was like, yeah, oh, this, this is, is my just son, letter. HW. <laughs>
2: The worst part about what's happening up here is I, I found that yellow haze on my car already yep. today. I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> some, some
3: sniffles, huh?
2: Did that overtake
3: yeah. the orange fog? No,
2: well, nothing overtakes <laughs> <so> much,
1: <laughs> so if the orange no, fog. Except the
4: UCF baseball team. Yeah, Bill that's, Bill
3: that's right. Bill goes outside still It still looks like a tie Hill video. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: Okay, sorry, sir. So, uh... Talking about, uh, you know, coaching changes and, and stuff today. And uh, so th- this popped in my head because we were talking about how college coaches now probably going to see more of them go to the NFL because of quality of life, which mm-hmm. it was completely the opposite you know, before the portal and, and all this good stuff. So uh, talk all us about making decisions based on work life balance and how uh, mentally you wrap your head around big decisions career wise while also at the same time not alienating your family and having problems at home.
0: Yeah, I, I saw 76 Gamecock in the NAN Sports uh, chat box kind of mention this um, a bit earlier, that coaches are going to have to intentionally – Beamer's going to have to structure things. As a matter of fact, I saw that they're on, the kids are on spring break. College is spring break next week. and that the If I'm right, the dead period ends. But my understanding from one of the articles in uh, 247 Sports and the Big Spurs that they're going to hold off on some visits until you know a few weeks later. So nothing next week. So coaches are going to have to be intentional. And as much disdain for the orange fog up here in the coach, one of the things that he did several years ago was that he did focus on having coaches have some quality of life. If they wanted to go to their kid's Friday night football game, Darn it! Go to it. Go be at your son's football game on Friday night, or, or other things. And I think I'm not saying that every coach needs to be like Davo, and and I would say that would be dangerous and not a good place to be. But to some degree, I think coaches, head coaches, are going to have to make some decisions that they're going to. There's going to be a cost to having exhausted, burned out staff you want your staff happy and healthy. And if they're happy and healthy, they're going to work for you. They're going to bust their butt for you. Um, and, and there has to be some, some planning and some foresight, um, for that. So I, I'm going to be excited to see how coach Beamer handles that given the nature of pretty much 365 days and, you know, 52 weeks a year that there's very few weeks where they're really nothing going on. Um, so I'll be excited to see how that that's uh, the case. And also a lot of the professional teams they have as part of their mental health and mental wellness program. Not only do they work that with the athletes, but they also work for staff and that's one of the, Things I've tried to advocate for um, is is not only football teams specifically getting some more advocacy in terms of mental health and mental performance, but having somebody that's going to be there to support the staff because they're just as beaten, exhausted as, as you know anybody else. And for them, I think that's really important. And they they have to figure out how to put up some boundaries. So kind of transferring that to us, we have to figure out what what what's the roadblock. You know, is it worth taking? extra couple of hours or a couple extra shifts you know is is the pay good sometimes we we could use the extra pay Uh, other times is it worth it no Uh, matter of fact a couple of weeks ago i I joked in my office i said i was so busy if if we have no shows we we charge clients you know if you just don't show up for appointment you get charged because we have such a demand for for clients to be seen but I was so overbooked, I almost joked and said, "You know, I'm willing to pay some clients not to show up today. You know, <laughs> it, it was just so overwhelming. Um, I was so exhausted. But from day to day, it, it can change. And I know that we have to figure out what's best for us. We have to figure out, you know, where do we draw the line? And that's a little different for everybody. There's a short term, certainly there's a short term that we can, all right, I have to do a couple of extra things here. Well, if I can, if I know it's this week, or for two weeks or for this month, we can kind of change. But if there's no end in sight, that's where things get to be hectic. We saw some of that during COVID, you know, with uh, health professionals getting burned out when they're working, you know, 18, 20 hour shifts, you know, it, it's not like, well, we're going to do this for a month and you'll be back to normal. No, there was no end in sight for them. And a lot of them are, well, I'm done. You know, I'm getting out. Um, so I think we all have hard decisions to make, but we have to take into account our physical health, our mental well-being. Um, you know, it's 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 challenging. It's it's not easy at all. Um, we have to think about our family, where our family's needs. Um, there's a lot of days I'd love to be on the golf course more, or in front of a TV, or you know, drinking some Coke and doing a line of Oreos. Um, But you know, <laughs> um, I, I'm not. You know, sometimes I'm doing more i'm spending more time with my kids because that's important uh, so we we always have to think about giving up something and, and what's the cost and I, I asked my clients that what's the cost and not just financial cost but what's the emotional cost what's the mental cost what's the physical drain and, and there's no one cookie cutter size fits all for everybody it's just trying to figure out what's what's best for us to sustain you know we hear about coaches you know, having heart issues and, and having stress. Uh, and, I, and I worry about that. You know, I worry about, you know, um, the pirate, you know, how much, you know, he seemed like the guy that was kind of jovial and, and had, had a blast in life, which is great, but did stress, the, the stress of that job, did, did that impact his health? Who, you know, who knows? Um, so.
3: Yeah, well, I think you make a, a lot of really interesting points there. Matter of fact, I I saw Greg Adkins and and talked to him for a little bit at the baseball game this weekend, and he's feeling wonderful. He said, and he looked really good too. Actually, looked like he'd lost a little weight. Um, I will squeeze this in. Uh, Sawyer Clint says he'll he'll gladly uh, make an appointment with you and cancel for a small fee if you don't. (laughs) uh, If you got a couple of bucks lying around, Um, and (laughs) and it looks like God bless Sonder because he's a he's a tax guy, and and this time of the year certainly uh, difficult. On him. So, to your point, though, um, because we want to make sure we flip that coin over uh, to Coach Beamer, because it is, regardless of how much um, hate mail Coach Sweeney receives from Gamecock fans and actually quite a few fans across the country, <laughs> he, he he is good about that, and 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 Shane is good about that too. I mean, I know a couple of people in that building very well who have families and. And, you know, they have made it a point to say to me, you know, one of the things that coach Beamer says is, Hey, look, I, I can't, I can't hire family oriented people who have a wife, have children, like promote that atmosphere and then not back it up. If I'm going to bring people into this building who have children and which means they have things going on and and they have a wife, uh, you know, most of those people in that building are paid very well so it's not like you have to have both members of the household working necessarily unless they really choose to Jerry Spurrier did but um, but at the same time you know as you mentioned it, an empty house can be a little bit lonely and, and you got to make sure that you that you're working on that and everything I've ever heard about how coach Beamer turns this around to his staff like I, I just saw the other day where I think coach Loggins asked him a question like can I go watch 30 minutes of my son's baseball game and he said, "Don't ever ask that question again." You know, if you need to go, you need to go. It's your son's baseball game. If you got to go, go. Uh, there's plenty of hours in the day. We'll figure out how to do the things around here we need to do. And and those are people generally that coaches want to work for. And then, as you know, the more that you win, the even more want to work for you. And then you kind of have yeah. your pick of the litter.
4: Yeah, Coach Spurrier was that way too. He's kind of a pioneer uh, in that regard because it's like, um, well yeah. You know, like there's that old story. He's like <clears throat> Stoops was uh, out of the, you know, in the beach house. You know, it's like, shoot, Bobby, you think think those Tennessee coaches are floating in the ocean right now? You know, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you uh, yeah, y'all know, kinda, I mean,
3: you would go yeah, to he, his it, office and drink beer with him to watch film. Yeah. I mean, it was very. He needled me, Nick Saban over it too. He
4: needled Nick because Coach Furrier was three and one against Nick Saban. And the one he lost was in 9 with a 7-6 and six team against a team that won the national championship. It was a touchdown game in the fourth quarter. So, uh, Nick sort of struggled with the old ball coach. And, and boy, once once uh, once the head man, uh, and I, I got told the story about a staff member, the head man, because uh, he beat him in, a, in 2010, and they never played again. They should have. Uh, even A.J. McCarron said, man, next thing you know, you're, you're playing South Carolina and it's blah, blah, blah. I mean, they had a lot of – Alabama had a lot of respect for the Gamecocks during that point in time. And uh, they said, i spurred, get on the treadmill and be like, oh, shoot, I wonder what, are what Nick Saban's doing right now. <laughs> shoot, you know, uh, because he just he blew him out, you know, three different times and, uh, you know, lost one. So, uh, but that, but he, he'd always need a little of that. But it's uh, I do think work life balance is important. I think we're going to see more and more coaches consider that. You know, yeah. and, and it's a shame because I think it hurts the college game. Either that, or programs are going to have to really start to extend. And and I advocate that for Carolina right now. I, I, uh, I don't know how Shane's going to fill a lot of these analyst roles, but I, I, I think putting a another guy or two into the 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 film watching Taylor the Taylor Edwards section of everything personnel department uh, may may serve them well, just because. It, with the portal and everything else it just gets to be too much. I mean, I, I talked to somebody that works uh, a couple of people that work in that department. And right now they're coming off 15 hour days because it's a dead period. And they're setting up their board for the coming cycles. And I did, it's the identification process. It's very important to get that done. Uh, and, and that's a long day. You know, sure. when you're, when you're, you know, we don't even think about it out here. Cause right now for us, not a lot going on, right? Well, we don't know they're in the office 15 hours a day rocking and rolling
3: yeah um i I, want to i want to i want to throw something in here real quick too i I just i I just kind of want if you, if you can i know we don't have a ton of time left sawyer with you but if you could just bring this to life a little bit because you you see this all the time in social media you see it uh in and message boards you know people they have a lot to say when when their fingers work on a keyboard um but but these people are real people like they they actually have real lives, and I think one of the misconceptions that is out there is, well, I don't care what the excuse is. this guy's making a million dollars a year and which is obviously very generally a lot more money than the large majority of us make. So we're all sitting here thinking, my God, I'd do anything for a million dollars, but is that really true like, Can't you kind of bring this to life a little bit for us, like with coaches who they commit their lives at the expense of families and other things else, other uh, other things? Yeah, they make a lot of money, but they're also human and they're going to make mistakes and things are going to happen and they're going to have bad days and things like that.
0: Yeah, I worked with a psychiatrist for a brief while that had several vehicles would drive a Range Rover one day and drive a Mercedes the next day and I saw his work-life balance, I said, I will be glad to drive my 10-year-old Toyota Avalon and you can keep your Range Rover and you can keep your Mercedes. I don't want any part of that lifestyle. I don't want any part of that life. Um, And it's, it's amazing, you're right. And until we see what people do, until we really understand that side of it, not only are they responsible for a program, but for every player, every coach, they have to answer to the parents. They have to answer to the board. They have to answer to the boosters. You know, it, it's constant. And, and that's where it's really important to set those boundaries up, to, to take care of those things. And I think it's about, we've talked about this getting the recipe right, getting the steps along the way to get the goal. And part of that is being intentional about, hey, my my coaches are going to have some time off. My players are going to have some time off. I'm going to have some time off. And here's, here is the boundaries. And it's incredibly, incredibly important. Um, and it's true. We never understand what's on the other side. You know, it's we hear the phrase, walk a day in my shoes. And until we do see some of what they what they do and, and all that they all the responsibility they have, it's it's incredible. Sometimes jobs, you know, blue collar folks are like, Oh, well, you sit in your desk all day or you talk to people. I'm like, you know, mentally for me. You know, if I have two or three clients that you're suicidal, yeah, I've been sitting in my butt in a chair all day, but that's a immense amount of pressure on me, you know to, to take care of that and that responsibility or if I have a, a couple that's on the on the verge of of divorcing and they're like, all right, you're you're the last person to help me out today. if, if this doesn't work, we're done. Uh, we got some little kids involved. I mean that's that's pressure on me. Now, same thing for other people's jobs. I, I can say, you know, from my long vantage point, oh, that looks easier, but we never really understand what other people go through mentally or emotionally and physically. So it's it's difficult. And so it's just trying to be patient ourselves. And, and as you said, not get behind a keyboard and, and attack those. And unfortunately, you're, you're kind of, I guess, preaching to a choir that, you know, those that are um they're going to continue to do that they're going to hide behind the keyboard and attack people and and challenge that but um yeah for what they what they make the amount that they put in is is we can't we can't fathom i i wouldn't want the pressure that they have i'll just put it to you that way
3: yeah that's a good word pressure dead on with that man we got a bunch of mailmen in our nanosports chat box i I didn't realize Jelly was a mailman too i know marion is I love the male guys. I've love my. i love my, I've got a male lady in her. I love her every time I my see her. So yeah.
4: Marion actually says maybe we can get Jeff Kassel some help.
3: Let's <laughs> 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 all nice. chip in That's, for that uh, yeah. nut job. All right,
4: Sawyer, uh, got to wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us. The mental edge is always a highlight of the week, and uh, it's always topical. By the way, John Scott, Jr., who used to be at Carolina, he was here for a minute, here for a year. Uh, former D-line coach, went to Penn State. And one of the Detroit Lions, so yeah, kind of funny.
3: That's uh, not that the was yesterday,
4: only... but you know, that's uh, it's kind of funny we were sitting here talking about that, and I just kind of became aware of that. So he's a hell of a defensive line coach. Though.
3: There's somebody else that also used to be here under Will Muschamp. Not so good news on today, though, as well. So we'll di- we'll make sure we dish that information uh, coming out in just a little bit. Sorry, really good stuff, man. Have a great week.
0: All right, y'all have a great week as well. Thank, Thank
3: you. Saw so your next. All right, it's time for a timeout. We'll get to the. Uh, Award winners, Uh, I'll give you the leaderboard. The Darius Rucker Intercollegiate is a great tournament. I want to make sure I tell you where the Gamecock stands. It's pretty good. Plus, I just mentioned a former staff runner, Will Muschamp, sent some hot water along with others to tell you who and why. When Inside the Gamecocks, powered by Charleston, or Electric Bikes of Charleston returns. I love the smell of napalm
4: in the morning. Easy. He's got a tile by the tile he has. He better hang on to People have spoken, Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper public poll. Also, their pimento cheese, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown
3: Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines
2: keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans.
3: Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you?
4: Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Gold Tigers. In the Welcome
2: back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of <laughs> Columbia, John and his. T- I wanted to write at the bottom of these things. We're supposed to read these ads, no. <laughs> so Express Sunrooms. Tabby, right, we're so sorry. You. We're Down so sorry to,
3: to promote our, our our partners here. Sorry That's about right. that. They don't That's need right. to work. No, nah, it's all fine. right. They don't need that. You
2: don't need a sunroom. Norm, you know, do you need your patio or porch uh, enclosed? And yeah. if you were not thinking about having that happen, don't call. 803-446-4662. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because you know that's what, right. that's all they're going to be able to help you with. And if you mentioned you heard it here, I mean, hell, will you know, we might even throw in $500 off the project costs. I'm just saying. So you know, actually, if you mentioned you heard it here, they're going to charge you more. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It might be a thousand dollars more, especially I love, if you want it done. In I'm right. just,
3: I'm engaged in uh Joey and uh Marion here. I want to see what happens with this conversation as the day goes on. Cause I get married, Joey, how's the mail count? yeah, so, know, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get some inside scoop of what happens in the mail truck as the day goes along uh so you guys y'all keep going back and forth and break this thing down for us because i'm interested to see who is and isn't getting uh their their, their uh their mail today Man, um, mean, is that in pieces do you count what, is it accounting for size
2: like i have a giant ipsos research envelope right here
4: I, I have a question for these two guys. Two pieces
3: or just one, guys? Like, what do they think about Amazon? Are, are you fans of Uh-oh. Amazon or not, <laughs> Joey and uh, Marion? Are they fans of Amazon or not? That's that's the big question here. All right, uh, let me read some of this real quick. Down on Hilton Head, uh, LSU now has a five-stroke lead on South Carolina, who came into the day tied for the lead. The Tigers have picked up a shot. Gamecocks have dropped three. So they are at two over, LSU is at two under, and Auburn is at one over. But it's early, and you know the Gamecocks won't let Darius Rucker down. So if you're going to be in the Hilton Head area through tomorrow, maybe you can swing by and check out the Darius Rucker Intercollegiate. Darius does a lot of golf stuff, if anybody hasn't figured that out over the years. The women's ba- basketball program, uh, for those that didn't realize this, are undefeated. Mm-hmm. They're number one in the. Country, and now they
2: also have. have- <laughs> oh, you've got Max Headroom said- on us again. have yeah, Max Headroom. <laughs>
3: <spinning his eyes. laughs> arriba, arriba. <laughs> andale, andale. I don't understand I don't what's go. going on.
4: I don't either. Me me it
2: happens at random times, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're
4: in the clear right. now. I think, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go it's ahead. Weird. Women's basketball.
3: So strange. Um. Okay, for those that didn't hear, South <laughs> Carolina is undefeated. And Aliyah Boston has been named the SEC's Player of the Year for the second straight season. She is also the Defensive Player of the Year for the second straight season. Don Staley is once again the SEC Coach of the Year. And the sixth Woman of the Year goes to Camila Cardoso. Cardoso. Uh, Of course, uh, Aliyah Boston and Zaya Cook have also been named to the All SEC's first team, Cardoso to the second team. Raven Johnson to the all freshman team, and Brie Beal and Aliyah Boston to the all defensive team. So, congratulations to the ladies. Yesterday, Noah Hall named the SEC's co pitcher of the week, and Ethan Petrie named one of collegiate baseball's national players of the week as well. So, uh, they are. I like
4: like what I say out of him.
3: Yeah, man, that
2: Petri, Petri, I guess
4: is yeah. I, I've liked him from the start. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I very rarely make a good call in baseball, but I, I kind of feel good about myself now. Maybe I'm not a moron when it comes to <laughs> yeah, baseball. I, uh, no, I, I'm I'm I, not, never more of a moron than hockey. Okay, because during the pandemic, oh, we, hockey was the first thing that came back. Right? What?
3: We've got another mail carrier in here. We've got Russell. Yeah. Now this is yeah. this is getting better by the minute. Wait a second. It. So we've got three <laughs> three okay, mail carriers. A, all right. So Russell says Amazon is trash. All right. <laughs> and I don't the guys. The, game, guys, I, the I show ranks
4: number one among mailmen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We can just have to that's start like, promoting mail right. We've got to incorporate
2: that we into need the to, opening we'll,
4: somehow. I actually, you know, yeah. Put that a bumper. If like my sports career got taken away and I didn't make it in like stand-up comedy or writing or something like that, I can think of worse yeah. things than, than delivering the mail every day. It's kind of fun and challenging, you know. I've been in the delivery business before, you know. I, I did. Deliver euros from for Sammy's Deli before uh, there was a GPS. This is so I learned exactly all of Colombia.
3: Is that yeah? I'm sure it's exactly the same. I'm
4: sure it's frustrating as hell sometimes, but you know, it's like, especially <laughs> if you got dogs and you got to get out the truck, you know, or you could be like that movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase, where he just rolled by, and went Woo-hoo! and threw it out the road.
3: <laughs> Ryan's got a good point. How many pastors do we have here? I know we have two.
4: We have pastors. Three,
3: actually. There's three. So Ashley, we have a yeah, so we've got a three uh, on three basketball tournament going here. Pastors versus oh, mailmen. Pastors yeah. versus yes. I think I we're love on, it. I don't know. We're, on, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. Um real quick too, let me make sure that I that I mentioned. Seth, can,
4: Seth says keep my day job. Let me He's see. a UPS UPS driver. There yeah. we go.
3: Let me, let me make sure I get this in as long as for whatever reason, my bike, my bike, Mike doesn't act up once again, uh, Tennessee, uh, four previous, uh, assistant coaches under Jeremy Pruitt have received between three and five year show cause penalties for 18 level one violations that occurred under Jeremy Pruitt. One of the four assistants, by the way, Jeremy Pruitt's situation has not been resolved. Uh, they are still working on this. If it goes to trial, he could get cleared, but he might. I don't know the specifics. He might not want to go to trial. However, uh, so we'll see what happens at a later date on that. One of the four assistants that has received a show cause is former um, at Tennessee and South Carolina director of player personnel, Drew Hughes, who was once at South Carolina under Will Muschamp in the same role, and then he left to go to. Rocky top. So he will yeah, not Drew? be in coaching for the next three to five years.
4: Yeah, not in college. He he went to the Jaguars, I think. and he's still there, but yeah, he uh
3: Yep, right. Yeah, I don't he's, know. In pro, yeah. he's in pro. Yeah, he
4: yeah, he's he's not getting it. No, 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 not gonna not gonna not gonna get back into coaching. So yeah, Drew, he's uh, I knew Drew got caught up in that because you know Drew. I don't know if the plan for Beamer was to keep Drew or not, but it seemed like it was. Um, and then he got, you know, Texas, Sarkeesian went to Texas, and so he left here to go to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then Texas couldn't hire him because of all this. And so he ended up going to the Jaguars with the Urban Meyer, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that was fun, I bet. Hey, Sterling Bro, Lucas was there lean, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was part of all that, so – um Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and I like Drew. I think Drew's a good guy. I liked Matt Lindsay when he was here, too. Uh, You want me to compare? I sort of like Taylor Edwards better than all of them, but that's for reasons other than football. I I think he's just got a little more of an edge to him and kind of more fits this program than, you know, maybe some others. You know, but uh, that's just me. But uh, uh, Drew's Drew's a good guy. I hate that he got caught up like that. But man, I mean, you know, they
3: Well you is he the fall yeah. guy or was he one of the guys that really instigated all these violations? I
4: think I think all the assistants are fall guys, to be honest. I think Tennessee I think what they tried to do was, you know, like Pruitt had a bad year, you know, went three and seven after starting two and oh, uh, including whatever Carolina. Uh during the pandemic year, I mean, things went from I mean, you know, Jeremy Pruitt did not have a good tenure at Tennessee. Uh, his first year they beat Auburn, blah, 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 five and seven, like kind of like they always are. Then, you know, they went on the run because they started with the loss to Georgia State and BYU and, and things looked really bad. Then they won six in a row. And then that that number got to eight after beating Carolina and Missouri to open 2020. Then the bottom fell out again. woo <laughs> wow. Uh and I think I think Tennessee did a smart thing because this 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 investigation was coming and I, I think they were just like all right we're going to cut bait and 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 just shove all this out the door <laughs> and fire Fulmer, or two and, and you head it off and, and I think that's what you know good institutions do is they head things off when, when it looks like w- when there's no reason to fight, why fight, you know, cause you were losing anyway. So, uh, I, I hate it for Drew, but at the same time, you know, I don't,
3: well, he's with the I follow, Jags. Drew.
4: I follow Drew on Instagram. Yeah. the Jags, Hey, after the one disaster, they, uh, with urban, right. Uh, they hired Doug Peterson and they went to the playoffs and, and played pretty well in the playoffs. Right. Uh, so they're not the worst team in the, in the, in the league anymore. And, uh, you know, Trevor's pretty good and getting better you know you have a nice little career there and uh work on that side of it and, and you know i don't know like we've we've talked about all segment here i don't know that that's not a better gig uh, drew's got young kids i mean i don't know that it's not a better quality of life right now uh than um than, than there and i'm laughing because marion's like i'm out to deliver a 200 box yeah. cluster box at an apartment complex I have Chinese menus for each box as well. I have y'all in my ear. He's going to hit lunch
2: after this and go into the Chinese room. I'm 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 going to have an S7 uh, with an egg roll.
4: Uh. (laughs) 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 I don't
3: don't understand what the deal is with you two and Coach O.
1: (laughs) I like a pint of an egg drop suit.
3: Why does Coach O have to order Chinese food? I'm I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> he's
3: Wait, a fascinating so character Joey baby, says, even still <laughs> I, i'm walking up i'm i'm all oh oh he's old school i'm an all walking route in lexington <laughs> kentucky thank god winter is almost over what so what's better though a walking route in the winter or a walking route in the summer no. that's where you're
0: at yeah, wear, if I were going to be a be
3: wearing those skin
2: tight blue bike shorts, though, I'm sure Joey with his immaculate legs.
4: I have a couple <laughs> of pairs of those. I have a couple <laughs> pairs of those. Uh, those and so, I have some assless chaps, too. But anyway, um, uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so, uh but no, uh, I uh, if I'm going to be a uh, a postman, I don't want to be like Mr. McFeely. For Mister Rogers, right, yeah, speedy yeah. delivery, right. Mister yeah. McFeely hey. he just comes up. It's a it's a nice, quiet neighborhood. You got guys like Fred Rogers. I always think of myself your...
2: more of a Cliff Clavin style mailman. You know, like get done with your route and then just hang out yes. with
1: you at the bar. Beautiful <laughs> <Cliff. laughs> day in the neighborhood.
4: Hi, Mister McFeely. How are you? <laughs> Mr. McFeely. Little Lord, Lord, Lady, what's-her-face, Fancy <sighs> Pants, Lady Fancy Pants, what loves it that when you bring her her letter. <laughs> what, was, what was your name, Lady? I
3: don't
4: know. Yep. By the way, my dad didn't want me to watch Mr. Rogers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rogers?
4: L- maybe that's something I need to talk to Sawyer Nicks about, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I on think, the couch. Is, is that um, what's about wrong with you? you?
2: You have an obsession with Lady Averlynn, Daniel Lyon, and Lady
3: Elaine Fairchild. I tried to watch the <laughs> wow. uh, Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers. I couldn't do it. It, it. I fell asleep.
4: Somebody says too many ads for the Postal Service. Slime, <laughs> 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 snow, sleet, or hail. <laughs>
3: Hour one is in the books. Joey's got a question about Tony Vitello. I did pick up some information on that over the weekend. I'll share that with you uh, when we return. Also, I have a very interesting college football question for all of you. It will stump you. It'll make you think. I have no idea what your answers will be, but we'll find out. That's for sure. And then we'll figure out more in detail why the United States Postal Service hates Amazon. So don't go anywhere. An hour of fun coming up on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Cinerama Studios. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show the real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago rates supply demand all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase that's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country contact me jb at coast to coast realty i work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys lenders inspectors insurance agents and more all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision that's right call me jb your low country real estate broadcaster golfers and wannabe golfers former gamecock golfer meredith taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the midlands of south carolina
1: You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Side let it picked off.
2: Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. guys,
0: Spurs, Spurs, You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who was born a pro.
2: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Second hour, we are presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. And then we'll talk about how you can get some more sunshine into your home and your lives here for the summer. We're currently shopping for sponsors for our prayers versus parcels three on three tournament that we'll be hosting in July oh. when things are slow. Uh, and <laughs> any well any uh, inquiries toward that are uh, to be directed at inside the gamecocks at gmail.com. I,
3: no, no disrespect to Russell Kroll, but I think Russell, you have a beautiful name. Love it. Um, do us a favor take the L's off just for the sake of the Sports chat box. So we can fool people with a celebrity, uh, being yeah. in here commenting every day. Oh my God. Our
4: females, uh, our females who, you know, I don't know. Uh, Russell Crowe doesn't really, Russell Crowe kind of looks like me right now. So it's like, I don't know if that would attract more female listeners or not having Russell Crowe. maybe if he yeah. talked in his accent, it may not matter. Hey, good day. My name is Russell Crowe. Uh, I don't think that's Australian.
3: that's that's an Australian accent. He is Australian. Uh, he's Scottish, right? He's Australian? No. Dude, he 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 kinda hit on
4: uh the, the crocodile hunter's wife after crocodile hunter passed away. That was in wow. the Australian tabloids. <laughs> well his game. Well. Hey everybody don't yeah. hear in Australia. We just no, swap wives
3: uh, around, yeah. it doesn't matter. He's from Wellington, New Zealand. Oh, oh he's a Kiwi. God
4: forbid. <laughs> I
3: was How dare wrong you,
4: about that. Uh, Man, you screwed that up. I messed that up totally. <laughs> he's a Kiwi. Oh, goodness. <laughs> They're still putting shrimp on the barbie in New Zealand, aren't they? Yes, I think so. I'm still going to go driving me Subaru out there because that's not a knife. This is a knife, right?
3: That's not <laughs> a knife. That's a knife. That's always nice. a great crocodile, Dundee. It's a great <laughs> super movie. movie. Uh, it's every Dude. time, it's one of those every timers. If it's on, it's on. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm watching. A um, couple of quick things. Let me make sure we remind everybody today's the 28th, so it's the last day. So if you haven't gone to Facebook and gone to a couple of painters' Facebook page, you need to do it now. Like, do it right now. Don't say, oh, I'll do that when I get home. Do it right now while you're delivering the mail and everything else. Uh, and you will uh, register for a Gamecock Room, painted by a couple of painters, free of charge, garnet and black. Uh, So make sure you have uh, registered just your name, phone number, and email address. Today's the last day. So do it. Tell your mom or your aunt or your sister or whomever else you want to get in on this contest. And as we remind you always, we always ask, hey, do you know a good painter? Yeah, well, we're telling you about one now. So when you need something painted or you need the fence stained or the deck stained or whatever it is a couple of painters anywhere in south carolina and anywhere in uh, georgia electric bikes of charleston of course powers our program uh it's 85 degrees in the low country today oh come on man you're gonna walk out in the garage here you go i don't have a bike to ride get one that you can ride far and get back home with pedal assist gamecock owned and operated Electric Bikes, Charleston.com. and hi michelle uh, she uh, airs our show on tv in their store in mount pleasant so when people come in they get to watch us so hopefully we're not saying anything ridiculous uh we'll we'll be careful with our language uh but
1: uh
3: um, nah, we, <laughs> Michelle, it's,
4: Mich- like, Mich- it's Mich- not, Mich- not a care, care, care is it
3: let's uh let's remind michelle if she has a customer who wants a, any type of accent uh performed by jc just to text me and we'll make sure to get jc to give him a, a hello live on tv and it, whatever accent they want uh, while like you their, hey yeah, their yeah their you mic. get the it's, it's awesome get you. Right. so i have a question for all of you all right oh. this is this is interesting okay let me give you a couple of quick nuggets here In 1991, South Carolina and Arkansas both joined the SEC. In 2003, we talked about this yesterday, JC, you made this point. Miami accepted their invitation to the ACC. In 2011, Nebraska accepted their invitation to the Big Ten. And in 2012, Texas A&M and Missouri accepted their invitations to the Southeastern Conference. Okay, those six schools collectively have zero conference championships since entering their new leagues. Which one will win one first? Jeez, that's tough. Know, what was the 03 one again, Miami? Um, now, of course, we don't know what the future of these leagues looks like, but yeah. if it stays put as it is now. Like do you?
4: Virginia Tech's the only one of those expansion teams to to win a conference title. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Colorado's won a division, Missouri's won a division,
3: Carolina's (sighs) won a division,
4: Nebraska's won a division, but they got Wisconsin beat them seventy to thirty one the one time they went.
3: Yeah, Missouri (laughs) has Uh, won two divisions.
4: Yeah, but as far as conference titles go, oh. Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh also won a conference title.
3: Yeah, but they're not in this group of six.
4: I know. Okay, so yeah, I'm bringing up teams that I should stay in the lane. Stay in the lane. Stay in your lane, lane, son. Okay. uh, So, (laughs) which one will win it first? Uh, You know,
1: I'm not going to take the bait
4: and say Texas A&M because everybody else is going to. I mean, not you. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you guys, but. Uh you know, A and M, everybody always talks about a and you, know, you know, you look at their history, it just hasn't it's never happened and you know I feel um, crazy
2: and want to say Nebraska. I just, I just I'm with you. you, know, you. I'm with I you. I think you yeah, know I think that's the, the path of least resistance. And uh, are they the gonna win they the good big Ten?
4: Why not? You know, if you guys ever noticed most great programs and I would consider historically Nebraska, a great program, unless they like fall by the wayside over a period of 75 years, like a Tulane or somebody, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you know, those, and they're, and usually that is because a, an institution starts leaning more toward the act. I would say Georgia tech would be a good example of that, but you know, there's no reason why Georgia Tech should not be one of the better teams in the ACC. Yeah,
0: uh, no, but I think
4: I think they screwed themselves. I think they they sacrificed going. short-term gain for long-term pain with Paul Johnson. But that's another that's another subject. So I mean, the great ones usually come back. Nebraska is one of the great ones. I don't think they're in that challenging of a division. I, I'm curious to see how the Big Ten, you know, structures the with with Southern Cal and UCLA coming into the league because. Unlike the SEC, which is just going to go to a one through sixteen kind of deal, I don't know that the Big Ten can do that with, with two teams on the West Coast like they have, and then teams on the East Coast. I just I, I think I think though that that league will probably divide up into divisions again. I don't even know if it'll be based on geography, but you know, Nebraska is is Matt Rule going to be the answer because they're, they're you know since Tom Osborne left, they you know they kind of screwed around and, and, and you know. Frank Solich was winning, but not as big. And they're like, we want to moder- modernize it. So you go and hire Bill Callahan. Ooh, Lordy. Mm-hmm. Um, if they'd have gotten Houston nut when they came within a hair of hiring him, I think things would be different. You know, Bo Pelini is kind of like Frank Solich. He won enough. So then they go hire Mike Riley, who really hasn't been that good, except when he's coached at Oregon State. Uh, that was a disaster after two years. Scott Frost was the can't miss alum. He was worse than Riley and, and, and Pellini, you know, Matt rule is a turnaround artist. So is, is he going to be able to do that? I mean, people can go ahead and cue your comments about his offensive coordinator. Uh, but uh, we at least know those boys out there will be eating right now, right? With Chris Cogger going out there. Uh, that's the question. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad answer. I, I think that, just because you know that great programs – I mean, even look at Tennessee as bad as they've been, okay? As bad as they've been, they had not won more than nine, I think, since former left. All of a sudden, two years and a quarterback that caught lightning in a bottle and a big-time offense c- catching people with their pants down. You know, two years into Josh Heupel, back to 11 wins in the Orange Bowl. Um, it, it doesn't take much. It, you know, Mike, Mike Morgan calls them volcano programs. Uh, now – would I, I'd have to ask Mike to, to see if he would agree that Nebraska's a volcano program. But they always seem to cycle back. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of me says yes, path of least resistance. Part of me also says they screwed themselves six ways from Sunday going into the Big Ten because they can't recruit Texas like they used to. They can't reach out to the West. Maybe maybe having UCLA Southern Cal come in helps open up the West Coast for them. But, you know, you look at their roster these days, guys, a lot of kids, a lot of second-tier kids from Ohio, you know, a lot of kids from the, – they reach down and try to pull out the South. They don't do that as well as they used to because they just haven't won. You know, there are kids from Texas. They're one of the few Big Ten programs that can go the JUCO route, which is what I would do. And I would be very portal-heavy right now if I were Matt Rule. Um So we'll see, but I think that's a very, very fascinating uh, question, number one, and number two, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I I don't think it's a a bad bad take, and, you know, I I don't see Missouri winning the SEC. I'd love to say A&M, you know, because I think they're best positioned to do it, but, I mean, God, how many times are we, like, ranking them in the top five and they finish with eight wins, seven wins, five wins, like this past year? You know, there, there's just something about that program that kind of keeps you from, from doing it. Now watch them go to the playoff next year and go undefeated <laughs> with Bobby Petrino dialing them up, right? But, that's something
2: that's uh, Jimbo Fisher.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it, it's just like, so, so I don't know. So we'll see. That's a very fascinating uh, question. For
3: sure. I'll tell you where I think that Nebraska is going to pick it up in recruiting. Southern California. I mean, honestly, think about this for a second. You've got Southern Cal and UCLA entering the league. If you if you don't have an issue with distance, um, you know, and you want to, you don't mind. There's a lot of California kids, as we've learned, right, that leave the state to go play in the southeast. And we've we've seen it here at Carolina. We've seen it at Clemson. Seen it at Alabama. We've seen it at Georgia. We've seen it all over the country. And if you're a California kid that does not want to stay and wants to leave, why not go play in a league that is going to come back and play in California for home games? So if you find a kid that is open, like if he goes to Clemson, well, Clemson's not making any treks to the West Coast unless they play in a playoff game out there. So that's not guaranteed. But if you go play at Nebraska – you know that you're going to at least come home a couple of times, if not more than that, to play both Southern Cal and uh, UCLA. UCLA, yeah, and, and you know
4: Nebraska and Colorado both back in their prime. When they were both in the Big Eight. They did, you know that that was kind of how Nebraska got it done. They would they would dip into the side South. Tommy Frazier's from Bradenton, Florida, obviously, but then they would get guys from California, Texas, uh, and, and it was. It was Texas just, you know, te- that's what's, that's what I think Colorado and Nebraska, both they're missing Texas. Of course, Dion at Colorado, he's going all over the place. Um, and we'll see if that ultimately works out for them or not. Or not. I, I saw a picture of their Tim meet team meeting with Tim Brewster. Uh, and I was like, wow, these guys don't pass the eyeball test at all. They look like Furman. <laughs> so there's, there's plenty of playing time available at Colorado just based on the eyeball test. But, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, it, I mean, it's fascinating to think, you know, nobody, nobody even talks about this either. Nebraska and Colorado were big rivals once upon a time because you go out in the western part of Nebraska and you're in Colorado. People don't think about that.
3: Um, well, think about how good those programs were back in, like, the early 90s.
2: Gosh, yeah. There was a okay.
3: 80, well, late Nebraska, 80s,
2: early 90s. Premier program, right? Yeah.
4: And, mm-hmm. yeah. and Colorado in the Big 12 North held their own. I mean, they were still Gary Barnett when he was there, they were still pretty good. And they had some years where they could make yeah. an argument that they should have been a little better. But, you know, and, and Nebraska was pretty good. I mean, it just, boy, uh, the, the, the moves to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten just have not worked out. One division for each, one division title for each, and they got slaughtered when they went to the the, the championship game. And that's been hmm. it. So, you know. Uh, if, but, if, you're, but,
3: if you're Carolina, just out of curiosity from a fan standpoint here. And Shane Beamer said, all right, I'm going to pull the audience. Whichever wins, we'll throw it on the schedule. Would you rather go to an away game at a place with so much history like Lincoln, Nebraska, where the fan base, you know what you're going to get, or would you rather go see Boulder, Colorado?
4: If that's the if that's the choice for me, I'm going Boulder because Carolina's been to Lincoln in 87, mm-hmm. and they have played Nebraska recently. And my buddy who's listening, Rod, Uh, Rod's wife is a Nebraska fan and he went to the Nebraska Colorado game in Boulder, I think last year or year before last, um, and enjoyed it. And, you know, to me, it would be an easier flight. There's been other sec schools that have gone out there like, uh, Georgia went out to Colorado a few years ago. Um, Oh yeah. And, uh, you can fly to Denver and go up right there. It's a 45 minute drive. I've been to a Nike camp out there before. And for the game Gamecock specifically, you know, Lincoln is so close to Omaha. It, it is. Isn't it right down the road from oh, about an hour from Omaha?
2: Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, has like been hour, to Omaha, right? There. You know, yeah.
4: the fan base has been to Omaha. So, so to me, Boulder would be something kind of new. I mean, that's just my opinion, though. And I'm I'm more of a West Coast guy than a Midwest guy, even though for some reason, which we yeah, all I'm going live in. Boulder, live in too, if not but
2: for the scenery. <laughs> that, I bet that, Lincoln and Lincoln is very neat, flat.
4: <laughs> Very flat. Gamecocks yeah. need to play at Northwestern.
3: Uh, nah, I <laughs> They're do. They're building
4: a see- new stadium. They're built a new stadium.
3: I do want to see the uh, their new complex on the uh, on the uh, lake. That does look beautiful.
4: It's nice. It, it is. It's it's not as. I think sometimes when you look at it on the internet, it looks a lot nicer than it is because you got all these shots from out, out in Lake Michigan looking toward. Uh, but there's a lot of nice views. I mean, it's, uh, it is. It's It's right there on the coast. And, you know, Quantrell mentions um, – or what? Somebody mentioned something. Or, or Oh, Churchill mentions that 87 game out, Lincoln, between the Gamecocks and Nebraska. 31-21. 20, 21-13, Nebraska outscored them 17-0. That was coming off. A three-point win by the Huskers in Columbia the year before, which would have been a huge upset,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and um, you know, then of course there was the uh, Capital One Bowl where Bo Pelini actually said we're the better team. I'm like, you got beat thirty to thirteen, dog.
3: Yeah, they weren't the better team. <laughs> they weren't I... the better team. <laughs> they weren't.
4: You got off to a good start, and now Sean caught that pass before the half. Yeah. And you were just about you're out ever. of it. So,
3: yeah, it so, was, mm-hmm. I was. I was. I was at that game, and every. First of all, the Nebraska fan base was outstanding. Uh,
0: (coughs) They're they're great people,
3: wonderful people. What probably the best fan base I've ever been around. Uh, Yes, and uh, they they were just absolutely phenomenal. But Carolina, there was no doubt who the best team in Orlando was that day, or um, in in, uh, yeah, Orlando was that day. They were they were they were amazing. Uh, Real quick before we go to break, yeah, Joey. So uh, you know, picked up a little bit of intel. You know, the thought is out of um out of uh, Tennessee on Tony Vitello was that this was something that they were going to try to get in front of. If anybody's noticed, Tennessee's had a difficult time getting in front of their issues <laughs> over the last few years. So they thought it would be best. This was, I think, something that he actually presented to the administration that he would go ahead and serve a uh, three-game suspension, and, um, and hopefully uh, things would kind of quiet down from there. This is involving the shortstop who – um, basically, was tampered with to get to Tennessee from Kansas. He is an elite player, but because they are still kind of going through this investigation, they have not cleared this guy to play just yet um, at uh, at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee claims that they didn't, but my the at least the folks I talked to this weekend seem to think that that's that's not true. Uh, that um, there's certainly more to this story and that they think they know who the coach is in the SEC who turned him turned in the Vols program on this I'm not going to say that because if that spreads like wildfire I do not want it pinned on me but there's a thought (laughs) that they uh that they think that they know who the coach is that that turned him in and um so Tennessee's trying to deal with this now so will this kid get cleared I don't know will they get hammered for this I'm not sure but tampering, unfortunately, is happening all over the place. And At some point in time, somebody's going to need to be ha- hammered, so it'll stop, and we'll see where that goes from there. But uh, that's all I've got on that, and we'll just keep an eye on it as uh, time moves on. All right, it's 1223, so it's uh, time for a timeout inside the Gamecocks the show. When we return, I'm actually going to be off for a minute. I've got to go take care of something. I, I think these two gentlemen who are still here probably know how to do this. Uh, JC and Phil. So uh, best of luck to the both of you. And, um, and I'll try to pop back in before the end of the program. If not, then I'll see you tomorrow. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. There All right, you go.
4: Let's take a break. We'll be back.
1: today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
4: If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Foss, of Caldwell Banker, Kane, is for you ask her about the village at creekside all of her listings in my hometown of spartanburg south carolina right there on daniel morgan avenue married to a lifelong gamecock fan and many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been a hundred percent satisfied with the detail and care she uses cindy seerfoss 864-414-5271 Callwell banker kane in the upstate for your real estate needs
1: NMLS 2229 L-O-N-M-L-S 1772-182
4: Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
2: Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
4: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblatton.
0: Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or HeritageDigital.com and ask for Matt.
1: He will hook you up today and tell them Stone singing. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Monroe of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil.
2: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call or shoot him an email, 803-446-4662, or johnb.expresssunrooms.com. Excuse me, to talk about a potential sunroom addition for your home. We don't have a sponsor for the second hour, so take that ad complainer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brian. <laughs> <just all> ads. <laughs> Nothing but ads on this show, and none of them are funny. <laughs> I think most hey, basketball team's playing fun. tonight. <laughs> talk about funny. <laughs>
4: by the way, I, I, I did want to say, look, I think we're all kind of stunned by Keith's uh, yes, yeah, um, aggressiveness kind of yesterday, <laughs> and uh coming off a little heavy Uh, disclaimer opinions of guests on our show are their opinions alone Uh, booking like you say retweets are not endorsements guests are not endorsements (laughs) retweets
2: are not endorsements
4: retweets are not endorsements so uh Mm -hmm. you know i i don't necessarily agree with taking things that far i agree that the end of game coaching leaves a lot to be desired but uh uh, I know some of you were a little bit shocked and earlier today in the, in the chat box, you're like, maybe he just needs to calm down a little bit. I, I honestly, I've done a lot, I've been a lot with Keith and Keith's never gotten that far into the, you know, I mean, I was like, wow, just kept going. So I was like, yeah, I think i yeah. all just kind of sit here like, oh, all right, well, good, good job. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. I get fired up too, so I get it. But yeah, people were saying, well, the Lamont's never coming on the show now. And I'm like, well, I, you know, look, wait a minute. Wait a Hold minute on. now. You know, I, I think uh, our the show's criticism of Lamont hadn't been, you know, like anyway. I just yeah. ordered an average jambalaya shirt and created a logo. Yes. <laughs> average, average, average jambalaya. It's in purple and gold, too. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
4: <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, about Blake Frank's uh, Clinton, the Sports chat box, the award-winning mm-hmm. Sports chat box, anything new on Blake Frank's getting antsy for him to pull the trigger. Just taking his time, yeah. You know, South Carolina still feels really good about it. Uh I I don't think that with a Greenville player you can ever count Clemson out. It's right there. Uh like I said, uh hey, it's uh it's uh it's one of those things where it's gonna be a battle. Uh Clemson's program speaks for itself. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but uh, it does. Uh but I haven't gotten any indication from contacts uh no at either school either place that anything's changed um sometimes guys when, when like you expect an announcement you know we all that because we cover it and you know those of us that cover recruiting are like just wanting to get it out of the way so we can move on to the next thing um and i know fans are impatient because fans are impatient right that's just the, that's just the nature of it uh i think we sometimes don't don't realize you know sometimes these guys are like okay they've made a decision it's done but you know these days, guys want to get, um, I don't know, a, a little video done maybe. A little bit, uh, you know, sometimes they do videos and they don't end up where they do the video for. <laughs> like Tank Bigsby. Jeez. So uh, Stacy says Keith speaks for the people. Oh, yeah, look, and that's why we have him all, because he's brutally honest and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I agree. I agreed with his point. I just, I don't, I thought, I thought the delivery got a little bit intense. But, uh, you did. Just ex- hard. Explain that to folks that were like, well, Lamont parents is going to hate the show now. It's, it's not necessarily true.
2: No, that's,
4: yeah. um, but, you know, we all love, uh, you know, we all love Keith. We've known him for forever, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, James Churchill uh, chimes in the, the kid that uh, uh, Maui Anua, Anua, Auna, Ahuna, Ahuna, and Vitello are both back. Um James is like big penalty there missing three games against nobody university. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, you know, this tampering stuff, if there was tampering, right? And they can prove it, there needs to be harsher penalties than that because right now oh, things like money, NIL, all that stuff, you can't police it. I mean, so so if you're if you're allegedly supposed to be enforcing the rules, which I don't I think the NCAA is clueless right now, then, then tampering needs to be one of the harshest penalties there is. Right? Uh three games for tampering, <laughs> if that's what it really was, that sucks in baseball. Yeah. That's stupid. But that's
2: one of those I think yeah. they like self imposed it to try to get out ahead of it. But I don't know if that if it is tampering and that suffices, then <laughs> Mm-hmm. And
4: let's tamper away. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> May as well get on the phone right now. You know, right, oh, yeah. shoot, I get this really good player and only cost me the three game series against nobody. Yeah, so right. out the UMass Lowell series at the beginning of the year, be good to go. <laughs> How has UMass Lowell been doing, Phil, since uh, the game? I am not and, sure. Hold on, let me pull it up. A game? Let's let's I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, Clint says let the tampering begin. I agree. Uh, so says, imagine hearing Keith go off, uh, and you're inside the basketball office. <laughs> Jeez, like you got the show on. It's like you know, you're it's been such a bad season, you're probably just tuning in for a few laughs and some banter, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, click. Oh, Lowell has not won again. <laughs> See, like, my baseball takes are horrible. I think I thought they were better than some teams that beat the Gamecocks last year because they could run the bases. So, Ethan Petrie is going to be my one baseball take I get right. In, every, three years, year, you know? every three years. Every three years. Gamecocks tonight are playing North Carolina A&T on the Diamond. Uh, chance to be 9-0 and heading into the Clipset Series. James Hicks is starting mm. uh, a little, according to a report on the Big Spur, says uh, it's going to be um, – a bullpen night, so probably a couple innings each for everybody. Uh, that's always a good thing. Gamecocks, of course, do play at Mississippi State men's basketball. It's the final road game of the year. Uh, Mississippi State's won six out of their last eight since beating the Gamecocks in Columbia. They're a really good defensive team. Chances of victory maybe are not super strong. But uh, Gamecocks got the Georgia Bulldogs coming to town to to close this thing out. Probably the uh, probably the last home game for GG Jackson, one would think. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know, a chance to get to what if, if they beat Georgia and lose tonight, four and fourteen in the league.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
4: It's,
2: it's been so rough. I, I don't. It's, know. You I know, mean, it's, maybe they win a game at the. the I,
4: oh, game. I will say the concerning part is they just – this whole year it has been a theme. They do not match up well against teams that will defend you. That you play know,
2: defense?
4: Getting get your guard <laughs> – yeah. I mean, like getting your grill and guard. Like, yeah, like oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're not going to play for Buzz Williams or Rick Barnes and not guard. You're mm-hmm. not going to play with this guy at Mississippi State either was in New Mexico State and not defend. Some coaches you can get by with it. Calipari, you know, he's probably got a bunch of NBA guys – Uh, I'm not saying defense is optional at Kentucky. He prefers that they play defense, but they don't always play defense, you know. Um, You know, that's one of the things that surprised me about when the Gamecocks played Georgia so close in Athens is Mike White's teams usually do guard you. At Florida, they were Mm -hmm. really kind of known for defense. But who knows? Marion says we now have high energy Mondays and Thursdays. Those are two such crappy days anyway. You know, Monday sucks, and then Thursday is not really the weekend. Right, so right. Mm-hmm. I totally get it, but uh you know, Joey says about the Tennessee thing. It's not. It's the NCAA. It's not like they'll actually set a precedent. Never
2: yeah. Know. Oh, and I like what Quantrill says. The NCAA is an organization where it feels like the rules are not universal, like the other sport governing bodies. Here's the thing about the, the NCAA is the equivalent of a freaking homeowners association. If you're in the in crowd. You're good. <laughs> if you're not, then they will levy penalties against you. That's the way it is. It's always been that way. If you're one of the blue bloods, you get you get a pass, or you know, you get a, a light little pat, you know, on the hand. Um, and if you're, you know, SMU, you get, <laughs> you get the book thrown at you. You're, it's you're, not you're Dundee enough. and yeah. Don Gandhi. Yeah, man, it, it is. It's it's like the equivalent of a homeowners association.
4: <laughs> I hate homeowners associations. Oh it it just—it's like goodness you goodness. pay to have people all up in your business.
2: Ugh, it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, yeah.
4: Sauder so, says I'll never buy a house in a, a house in an HOA. Muppets the lot of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gee. God. Oh, gee. Will shout Sauder. What are you gonna? I <laughs> hope. <Hi-ho. laughs> That's this right. is uh, this is Kermit D Frog right here from your local homeowners association. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kermit! Huh? These people have a hot tub. It doesn't <laughs> fit the card. Oh, gee, Biggie, maybe we'll let it slide. No,
1: <laughs> that's
4: exactly how it goes down too. Because Miss Biggie's sitting there against Kermit, talking to Kermit the Frog, who's the technically the president of the homeowners association, but you know she runs the show. Right, this he does, Mm -hmm. and she's like, "Ah,
2: Yeah, and she keeps a camper in her backyard, but uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, not for everybody else. The Camaro on blocks in your driveway is what'll get the
4: book thrown at you, yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Rolf is playing his piano too loud, he gets charged $500, you know, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Y'all remember Rolf? Rolf? Yeah, Sonder. I, 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 I've I always tried to avoid it myself. I'm lucky because in the state of Illinois, I mean, you can't escape stuff like that. I'm lucky. My neighborhood, I live in a place called Pebble Creek. Do you really? <laughs> it's called Pebble Creek. <laughs> From one Pebble Creek to another. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, Pebble Creek? Oh, I live, and I live on Carefree Drive. Like, wow. <laughs> You just told me a few years back, you know, JC. Uh, well, soon you'll be living in Pebble Creek on Carefree Drive. I'd have been like, "Damn, I won the lottery!" Okay. And I did. I did in life. I did in life, just not money wise. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> I did in life, but not money wise. But what, yeah, it's my it's daughter
2: just like, came up. She was like, "Wow, there's there's a lot of you know wealthy kids who live around here." I'm like. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Started Omen Homes early bought a nicer one. You know? hell, hell, I don't
4: know. <laughs> Russell Crowe says, I sounded like Yoda. Let's just Frank Oz did the voice for both uh, yes. Russell Crowe. Uh, well, I mean, sorry, with uh, for Russell Crowe. Frank Oz did Russell Crowe. Shut up, JC. That's um, uh, Frank Oz did the voice for Yoda, Miss Piggy, Grover from Sesame Street. Yep. <laughs> uh, and several others. So, you know, homeowners associations are communist organizations. I think it's awful. Uh, These are for busybodies. I'm like, leave me the hell alone. I, I'd live in an apartment or a townhouse, so I wouldn't have to cut the damn grass if I wanted that kind of uh, badger. And look, I understand. You can't have. <laughs> you can't have some things. Out in your yard, right? And in the neighborhood, remain nice. I understand there's co- a common sense approach to it. These people take it way too far, and you have to spend money, <laughs> pay them every month.
2: That's ridiculous. Yeah, the yearly dues. Oh, it's nuts. And what do we get? Getting- <clears> and- <throat> Yeah, um, no I doubt. Just raised you know. them here, this you know, and I'm like, there's no common area in this. Why are we having to spend two hundred more dollars this year? Then I mean, we don't do anything in the community. There's no, you know, like park yep. area, no club, area, nothing like that. Yeah, no clubhouse. I mean, it's ridiculous. You got to pay to have a membership to the, you know, country club or whatever beyond your HOA dues. Not that I'm, you know, a country club kind of guy or even golf for that matter. But
4: geez, it's like, come on. If I played golf, I would be a member of the country club. But yeah, I'd have to number one get good at golf and I'm terrible. I haven't played 20 years. Number two, I'd probably have to have like like my guys at the bar in the 60s. That's what they do every day. They go play 18. Then they Mm -hmm. head to tavern and they eat a beef and have a few beers and they watch more golf on TV. The golf channel. Walk in there at one or two o'clock. Everybody sitting around laughing, nah. Nah, eating a right? beach sandwich, watching, watching more golf. So people used to think South Carolinians were crazy because they're addicted to golf. Now it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere oh, yeah. once it gets in your blood. So uh, by the Clint, way, yeah,
2: I'm uh, with the Underhills. Yeah, that's right. So that's I roll <laughs> up in there. <laughs> Clint,
4: Clint says what you're saying, Phil. Is if USC has a Camaro on blocks on campus, they'll get the book thrown at them. Yeah. Got to get that Camaro down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tennessee, ah, they got a Winnebago with one tire, one wheel up in the front of their yard. With the, looks like the, the spaceship from Spaceballs.
2: Oh, right, because the, my daughter's baby daddy left her.
4: <laughs> that's part of the Vol Navy. That's part of the Vol Navy. It <laughs> floats. Really? Push the, push the SOB into the Tennessee River. See if it floats. Well, we we'll undergoing some repairs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we had to retire the I old know. SS Rocky Top. We figured we figure <laughs> Just back. cold it down. We
4: gotta patch it up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ed Ed said says his name is Ed said. So Ed said Hello. says Great I'll name. defend Keith. Basketball is his passion. His insights on the sport are legit. The whole cart told cold hard truth is a cold hard truth. I enjoy Keith's fire. Yeah, I mean that's what I, I was just. I I wasn't necessary. I wasn't apologize. I would never apologize for anything he says. I was just uh I just kind of thought to some out there, they may have thought it was overly harsh. I kind of thought it was a little bit overly harsh, you yeah, know, especially jumping back in with the personal message, the Ric Flair style personal message. Woo! Let me tell you something, Tony Shabani. Olian R. Anderson. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of Ric Flair, you know. Let me tell you something, Lamont Paris. Just show uh, how to go
2: hard in the paint. That's what it is.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Haynes said, don't forget Oscar the Grouch. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember Dave Chappelle's Oscar the Grouch bit? <laughs> oh, Oscar, you're a Grouch. Oh, yeah. I live in a trash can. Ain't nobody I'm helping me. <laughs> uh, we got to get a break, Ed. Uh, we'll be back uh, to wrap up the Tuesday episode. JB's not here, so uh, it's gone off the rails a little bit. Uh, inside the game, guys, let's check.
2: I want you to take me to Disney World. The horror.
4: The horror. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As you all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times. But it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend WhereThisRoadLeads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on WhereThisRoadLeads.com. Um, and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com
3: and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Cox the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show.
4: Hey, Mo Cabe here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the
3: Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil.
2: Because my mic is off. Talk about professionalism. There we go. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms, live from the Signorama Studios. And JB's back, so we'll button it up. The, uh, that. No, you're good. <laughs> Just, you know, what went I down a couple of rabbit holes. Not a lot a of thing, things. Man. We, not we not taught anything. men's basketball. Homeowners
4: associations.
2: <laughs> I did uh, compare the NCAA to a homeowners association. Yes. <laughs> well, selective disbursement of punishment, varying uh, in degrees on uh, how close you are to the center, you know. If you're a blue blood program, you know, get a little slap on the wrist. If you're not, they'll throw the bug at you to
3: make an example
2: out of it. Yeah, that's, that's just true. like an it's HOA. <laughs> well,
3: I, I I live in an HOA, which ours isn't bad. But it's but what's amazing? I've been in a bad one. But what's amazing is uh, how many people are not in charge but act like they are. Yeah. Oh my you know God, I
4: mean? that's the lady that bakes cookies all the time. Yeah. Her name's probably I, like Darlene or Brenda or Beverly. Thanks, cookies. Thanks, he's in
3: charge. I got into it with a lady last year, sitting at our pool at eight o'clock at night, and she said, "You got to leave." I said, "Why?" She said, "Because the pool is closed." I said, "According to who?" She said, "According to the rules." I said, "The rules? The rules are sun 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 up to sundown, and the sun around here doesn't set till about eight forty-five. (laughs) So
4: last time I I checked, I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not an astronomer or anything, but."
3: (laughs) <laughs> I literally seems like, yeah, seems like we have daylight. I literally told her I was like, um, I will tell you what. I tell you what. While you're figuring out what to do about me sitting in this pool, having what having my drink, my wife and kids were out of town. I was just sitting there by myself,
4: despite so I still,
3: while you're all figuring out what to do about it, I'm gonna sit right here and keep enjoying this thing whenever you come back, if you come back, I'll have my response.
4: I lucked out because in the state of Illinois, you're not going to get very far living wise without some sort of HOA. It's just inevitable because that's how people roll up here. But uh, I actually live in one of the few neighbors that doesn't. It's called Pebble Creek. Mm -hmm. And I live on Carefree Drive. And I was saying, if you'd have told me five years ago you'd be living in Pebble Creek on Carefree Drive, I'd have been like, "Well, damn, I won the lottery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I said I didn't life okay you know in case nat's listening but uh you know it's uh you know not money wise but i we don't have one amazingly enough and god forbid if we did because these people i'm lucky because my two neighbors on either side aren't nosy but everybody else in this neighborhood is uh, we were yeah. building a fence one day and we did not have our permit in the window right in the window no. they started building the fence at 8 845. Hi, I'm uh, Johnny McBeef Sandwich from the village at Homer Glen. Just want to make sure you have a permit for this fence. Now, people were complaining. and so said you didn't have a permit in your window. And like, well, we have the damn permit. It's just not we didn't think to put it in. I'm from the South. I'm a, I'm a moron when it comes to, you know. <laughs> We've we got that build stuff with our that bare is, hands.
2: Oh. Wanted a fence, I'm so just, we
4: put I'm, one up. I chopped <laughs> down 16 trees to build this fence. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't about to get a fence for the shed up, the sh- gigantic shed I put back there later.
0: That's what, oh, you got to run did.
2: that by the architectural committee here in my neighborhood, <laughs> who, of course, oh consists God. of nobody other than the president of the HOA. So it's like, if he doesn't like it, then, you
4: know. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm just like, uh, it's just one of those things. And that's kind of, you're right. That's how the NCAA uh, rules, uh, you know.
3: Uh, can, 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 um, I, can I take a hard right real quick? Sure. Okay. JC, if you ever do something like this, I'm going to call you and we're going to have a conversation about your man card. Okay? I don't know who this Zach guy is who owns whatever other random website it is that covers Clemson. But for him? To put out a column that says UCF owes Clemson Athletics an apology? Get the front door out of here. What Girl Scout is this guy? Matter of fact, the Girl Scouts are tougher than he is. I mean, come on, man. Like... they. You owe us an apology. Let me tell you why they ran down the hill because they, along with the rest of the country, make fun of that school for running down the freaking hill. That's why. Because I tell you what, when you come into uh, Founders Park and you sweep the Gamecocks, nobody's going over to Williams Bryce to get in to run out to two thousand and one because they're like, man, that's pretty cool. Mm. No. So you're so so you're going to speak up. What are you, the gatekeeper of Clemson athletics? What kind of column is that?
4: How about what happened hey, in the
0: baseball series?
3: They got their ass beat.
4: Nothing- UCF's <laughs> only two national championships behind Clemson, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Get uh, out from here, a game dude. guy standpoint, I, I thought, I, yeah, no no way. Uh, God, I, I think it's Zach. Uh, I don't even know the guy's last name that, that probably wrote that, but I know you're talking about. So, I uh, – it, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's like you know, you, wow. you can't, I thought from a clip's standpoint, for them to overreact about it was was a little much. But I also thought, uh, oh, I thought that was on also, brand. <laughs> uh, but it's on, but also, I also thought it was own brand for UCF to do something like that.
2: Oh, indeed, it was. Yeah, Cause, for cause sure. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: yeah. And I don't dislike UCF. I mean, I I kind of run in with their fans one the time because I called them the Golden Knights because I forgot they had dropped the Golden. And oh my God, because and the thing about UCF fans, they're all like new to all this because it's a relatively new school. So they're a bunch they skew younger, right, to begin with. Because it's just it's it's like if USC Upstate. Yeah, had four times the enrollment. All no, of a sudden, it's, had football. It's, yeah, it's like, it, it, no,
3: it's like guys, it's like coastal.
4: Yeah, yeah coastal, G- right? Yeah, Good Johnny came lately Good all the morning. way. But God forbid they think they're Notre Dame. You know,
1: <laughs> it's like you know, it's like oh my God.
4: You know,
3: I give Coastal um, credit. They they certainly don't. That's not the case. And Gary Gilmore wouldn't let his baseball team do that. But I mean, no, and then they I
4: actually won I, a national championship.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and because and, I, I agree with you. I, I did think it was absolutely classist. I do think they were making fun of Clemson running down the hill. I don't like UCF and how a lot of it's run down there. I think it's a joke that they claim a national championship. You didn't win the national championship. So you're not national champions. I mean, I don't know how many people need to hear that. However, like what reporter decides that he wants to come out with a column? You owe you owe Clemson an apology. For for what beating your ass three straight games? Yeah. You want to apologize for that? You know? How about when you're you know I think Clemson owes their
4: fans an apology for getting swept? I mean don't put I mean, yourself in that position. Yeah, so, you remember when Vandy? You yeah. remember Vandy when they first started kind of coming up, right? Mm. Uh a Carolinas, you know, they'd lose a couple to Vandy. And I I think Tanner beat Vandy 38 times in a row or something before Corbin got there. And then they started chirping and talking smack. You you know, you know whose problem that was? South Carolinas. Yeah. You know know what the Gamecock baseball program thought about that? Well, we need to beat them. You know, I mean, that's period. I can can assure
3: you of one thing. If that happened at South Carolina, the guys that I know that cover the Gamecocks ain't writing a column about any team needing to apologize to South Carolina for that. It's not going to happen. You know, I mean, they're they're much more focused on you know not hurt feelings and like why did we get swept and let's 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 ask questions or write columns about that, not about well I'm going to stick up for my school here even though I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a journalist and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defend them tooth and nail because that's what I'm here for. Is up here in the upstate, we wear our colors in the press box. That's what we do. Yeah. We cheer. Ask Gene Sappakoff. Gene, I'll tell you. He's been in the press box multiple times up there. Oh. Where they're cheering in the press box. You're yeah, covering they have a the little. Game. Yeah, you don't cheer get, in you, the press box. You
2: sweep box. the Gamecocks at Founders. And, and you know, I'd be a little disappointed if I didn't hear
3: Sandstorm coming from
2: the other side.
3: You know? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. Absolutely.
3: That's what they're yeah. going to do, man. Like, Yeah. We, we're, we're in this world now. Like. You know, everybody wants to mock everybody. Everybody wants to pimp home runs. And, and everybody wants to, okay, I mean, you know, it's all fun and games to you punch in the face, as Tyson once said, but nobody's punching in the face anymore, so they just keep doing it. So, I mean, come on, get out of here with that crap. I mean, that's no, just apologize. junk is what Jeez. it is. Come if on, I was UCF, I would, I would retweet that. With another video of them running downhill from a different <laughs> we get that's right. <laughs> they will, they will. Like I yeah. said,
4: because they got numbers like, like you're saying,
3: sixty thousand students
4: a year. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy and, and I mean, there's a million of them. And, and now that they've they've had a little success, they they're kind of like a new, a very new money fan base. And uh, it's it's tough. They don't. I wouldn't <laughs> look. I, I've said a lot of bad things about UCF. I'm a little worried. I, you know, I, I was like. You know, when they, I thought it was a joke, they claimed the national championship. I actually did think they were joking. I, I, I didn't know I did they too. would have a parade and everything else. But uh, boy, I, I used that golden Knights instead of nights. And boy, it was just a awful, awful, you know, kind of deal. So I, yeah. uh, by the way, it wasn't I, the I Zach
3: guy. The Zach guy didn't write it. No. It was, who? well, if you just pull up the column, you'll know who wrote it, JC. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say his name and all those things, but uh, you'll as soon as you see the name, you'll go, uh huh, fits right in. It's
4: not a surprise. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll pull it up. We'll see. So, yeah, I, I just don't. I, I'm not sure, you know, about that. You know, speaking of UCF, you know, UCF's going to the Big Twelve. We got all this expansion coming. One thing I was thinking about, kind of the final topic of the day, JB, and I wanted to get your take on. So, the divisions are going away in football. Like it, love it, want some more of it, hate it, whatever. They're going away. Now, the one sport that's left with divisions is still baseball, and I think it makes a lot of sense to have divisions in baseball. How do you see that playing out? I mean, will they just kind of do and move Alabama and Auburn to the east, and Oklahoma, Texas to the west, like kind of like the? It would make sense, you know. Or or, um, Alabama, Auburn would come east, and then I guess. Missouri would go West with Texas and OU or something like that. Anyway, um, I mean, what, what, what do you, how do you see that playing out?
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, and, and nobody knows as a matter of fact, at least they, if they do, they haven't said anything to me. Um, I I do think that um, I do think that uh, divisions are good in baseball um, because you play, you play three game series and, uh, you rotate so so much right now, anyways, um, because you play ten series a year, so and I don't I don't know that that number is going to go up even as the league grows. Um, yeah. so so I, I think that divisions are in baseball are just fine. I think it's good to have them, uh, and then you you battle it out in the in the SEC tournament, which. The SEC tournament is more for uh, seeding. It doesn't do some people any good. There have been multiple years, clearly, where Carolina could have cared less what happened there because they knew exactly where they were going to be in the postseason. Same with many of the other schools, although LSU takes a lot of pride right, in winning the SEC tournament. It's just kind of their, their thing. Um, very rarely does one of the worst teams in the league get hot and win the tournament. So it really is just more about if you do get hot and you get to the championship game or you win a couple of games, maybe you bump yourself into a host position or a two seed via three seed something like that. So, um, but I like the divisions in 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 baseball because baseball is a sport that playing three game series uh, it's so hard and fifteen and fifteen can win you a division, and I just think that it's. Um, I think that it is good to be able to acknowledge that type of success with division winners, uh, versus yeah. without.
4: And and I think too, I think the SEC tournament, you could even get back, take it back to the 18, 18 format. <clears throat> you know, you just have to take top four from each division, uh, and play, uh, you know, or something like that. I, I don't know. The tournament really gets cumbersome with 16 teams, but, uh, you know, we'll see sort of uh, yeah. what happens with all that, but yeah, that's just something that hit me today. Is because divisions, I know they're gone in basketball. I know they'll probably go away in football, but baseball. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, you're in an eight team division. You play play seven other teams. It's twenty one games, and then you rotate. You know, you have three three cross divisions every year, um, and that's that's interesting. Uh, and and I'm not I'm, I don't think in baseball that there's the major appetite for, 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 oh, well, you got to play everybody in the league, you know, over the course of how many years, home and home. I mean, I, 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 you know, that that's a different sport with different budgets and different level of interest and things like that as far as TV goes. So I, I like that. And I, I, do, I do think what they'll do, they'll move Bama and Auburn, uh, I guess, into the east. And then, so that would be what? They move Missouri into the west. Well, and, yeah, and if that that's would, the that case, that's
3: you... that's good news for Carolina because uh, Alabama's yeah. having a good year, but Alabama usually is not one of the better teams in the West, and really neither is Auburn. Um, so, if you draw them year in and year out, you, you're that's 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 generally pretty good. Not that they can't be. Alabama's got a good tradition of baseball, and so does Auburn. Everybody in this league does. Um, but um, I would much rather take those guys than having them. Pin either Texas or Ho- Oklahoma in the East.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, and, oh, yeah, that makes know, zero sense. <laughs> <through. laughs> and, and you know, you lose the big long road trip to Missouri every year, and and, and I'm sh- I'm sure for Mizzou baseball wise that would make a lot more sense as well. So just uh, just food for thought to wrap things up on what was sort of a uh, an informative yet zany episode of the show, right?
3: right.
4: Yes, oh, I'm about to go record a JC and Morgan for the first time in a while. Have yourself a JC and Morgan. So. Oh, Mike.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you tell Mikey we said hello. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, by the way, Monty Lee will meet with the media previewing his, his return to Clemson this weekend. Uh, probably don't expect him to say anything at all that's going to cross the line. That's not Monty. Um, but uh, I can assure you when he walks on that field this weekend with Garnet and Black, I, I promise you. He wants to win every one of these games by as many runs as he possibly can. <laughs> right.
2: And here right on now. the show tomorrow at twelve twenty, David Kloninger, of uh, the Post Courier oh, hey, is going to be on. So DC coming on
4: tomorrow.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have thirty DC. minutes him the other day. Uh, He's he's great. Man.
4: I think also later in the week, uh, the transfers for football are going to meet with the media. All the guys from the portal Thursday so should be a little and football so stuff on Thursday coming up. Yeah, so is Shane, so yeah. that'll be good. That'll be good yeah. to hear from him. So,
3: you know, we also have Kip on Thursday and Stuart Lake on Friday as well, so it should be a fun week. All right, Phil. Well, take us home if you don't mind. Sorry I had to dip out, but I know I'll be back at 11 tomorrow. Hopefully all of you will as well. Will Will do.